It's time to line them up. Opening lines, line moves, and how money is moving the sports betting market. Line them up with Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Get ready to place your bets. Welcome back. Thursday night football tonight. The Giants at Washington football team. And we are looking ahead to the week two games that we like this weekend. Uh, We just went over a bunch of games last segment. We're going to continue the conversation. Joe G, I know you're looking at Titans at Seahawks. Walk us through that. Yeah, I love the game, and I love the Seahawks side of it. I just the Titans look like they look like a train wreck in Week One. I mean, they their offense with Todd Downing as the coordinator was nothing like the offense we saw with Arthur Smith. They barely had play action, which is where Tannehill really became the quarterback he became the last couple weeks. Derrick Henry, because they were down, was almost a non-factor. And I look at Seattle, and, and Joe had mentioned in the last segment with Seattle creating explosive plays against it. You know what we think of as a good Colts defense. The Titans defense isn't good. We know that. We saw it last week. We saw it last year. Now you have Seattle with Russell Wilson creating explosive plays. I think this could be a big win for Seattle. I mean, usually I'm looking at like, ah, Tannehill getting a lot of points. Maybe the Titans bounce back. I don't I don't feel a bounce back. I mean, this feels like an appropriate number. The last time I saw it, it was at, was it five and a half? Or did it five and a half now. Five and a half. Last yeah, night it was four and a half. Yeah. That's when I, I wrote it down at four and a half, but I thought I saw this morning five and a half. Seattle minus five and a half. The over-under is 53 and a half. So they're... So it's telling you they expect the Titans offense to bounce back a little bit and us to get some points here. I just don't know how the Titans slow down the Seahawks. So the look ahead was three and a half. But with the reaction, now we're at five and a half. At one point this week, it was up to six. I understand if you don't want to bet the Titans. What are we going to see from this offense? I'm worried about going against teams that lost last week. Because one, you have the overreaction. Like everybody's out on them. And two... Like, it's the NFL. I know, it's crazy. We just started the season, but teams are in desperation mode. Because if you start 0-2, history tells us there's an 89% chance that you're not going to make the playoffs if you start 0-2. So are the Titans going to be adjusting? Because they have to. They can't, they have no shot. You know, if Derrick Henry's going to get you, uh, what, 8 or 10 rushing yards in the first half of the game. Anytime I see Russell Wilson laying a big number, I'm concerned. Right. Uh, if he's getting points, if it's a pick em, like, OK, I know I'm going to be in the game. I feel all right about that. But when he's laying now five and a half and I know they're going to be at home, the place will be going be rocking. They did great last week against the Colts defense, explosive offense. Off to a terrific start with their new offensive coordinator and the defense looked really good. So are we going to see that again against Tannehill? Um Overall, I do like the Titans coaching staff. I'll uh, develop an opinion on Todd Downing uh, fairly shortly because we have to see how he's able to adjust. I can't lay five and a half with Seattle against Tennessee. All right, Bengals at Bears. This is one I have an eye on. Um, The Bears secondary is just a mess. And then Andy Dalton playing his old team, it means... He's probably due to play the most average Joe way that he can. We saw Joe Burrow and the offense struggle in the first quarter of action last week, but once Burrow started cooking, I thought he looked really good. It's not going to be easy for the Bengals going into Chicago and coming out victorious, but since he is only a two-and-a-half-point dog, they can absolutely walk out of Soldier Field with a W. And then Bengals safety Von Bell said yesterday, we're going to take over. We'll take over the city. They are fired up for this game. I need a dog. 
I'm going with the Bengals plus two and a half. Take over the city. Are you serious? Go eat yep. more poop on spaghetti. What the hell? You got to come to Chicago. Eat poop on spaghetti. You ever see Skyline Chili that they love? Yep. It's a delicacy there. It's what it looks like. My goodness. Uh, the line movement is pretty wild here. It's insane. The look ahead was uh, three and a half. So then the Bengals pull off the, the the upset against the Vikings. And the Bears are, you know, at the end of the game, they end up being a no-show. They lose by 20. Right. The scoreboard looks bad. But um, there was reaction there in the market right away. Moves down to three and a half. Now we have one. There are sports books putting up minus one. That's quite significant. My first reaction as a better was, are, are some of the sharper people just setting this up? They're betting the Bengals, and then they're going to come in on the other side once they get that Bears number to a number they like. We're going to see right. more of Justin Fields. So the plan of attack there will be fascinating. Uh, there were two offenses that had zero explosive pass plays last week. It's the Bears and the Falcons. Zero. And that's what you're going to get with Andy Dalton. I mean, we saw fourth and 15. I'm going to throw 12 yards. I mean, that, great. That's a, that's a great plan. Uh, the offensive line in tatters, it's a mess. David Montgomery looked good for the Bears' offense last week. The key here is going to be with the line. The Bears' front seven needs to dominate. Yep. You need to see the old Khalil Mack. You need to see Akeem Hicks bring it because that's the big weakness of this Bengals team, that offensive line. That was a controversy around the draft. Why aren't they helping to protect Joe Burrow? Uh, Burrow was good last year, last week. On third down, uh, they stunk, but uh, they went to Mixon a lot. We're talking about workhorse, like we were saying Gibson getting 20 carries feels like a workhorse in the game now. Well, Mixon had 29, so yeah. he's going to get a heavy workload. Pay attention to his number with the props here. Uh, the Bengals did have to play a five-quarter game last week. Uh, not one of my strongest plays, but at the current number, I like the Bears. Yeah, I like the Bears when the week started. And then the more I thought about this game, the more I just wonder, I mean, mm-hmm. how how much better is the quarterback on one side than the other? Let's let's put Fields away for a second. Then that's how about the okay. place he comes in for. Yeah. I mean, it might be a pretty big gap. I mean, before the season, I would have said, I'd rather, obviously I'd rather have Burrow, but Burrow at this stage of his career coming off the knee injury, how much better is he really right now today than Andy Dalton? Week one, he was much better. I mean, much better. And the one thing about Burrow in week one that I was impressed by Look at his numbers last year. He wasn't great throwing the ball down the field. He was great intermediate, great underneath. But downfield passing, it wasn't great. He threw that bomb to Jabbar Chase. Did you see the highlight? They kind of they oh, they spliced it over the play they had at LSU. It was like the same exact mm. play, just right down the right sideline. And then like they changed their jerseys. It looked like LSU all over again. I j- I'm worried about the Bears, Joe. How about this- how about that stat that Joe Osborne gave us yesterday? About Burrow. Joe Burrow uh, against, against spread, spread seven two and one uh, uh, since he in his ten games as he's that he's finished. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's pretty darn good. I um, I'm going to stay away from this game, but I'm not going to be surprised if if Burrow's down maybe or tied or down three right with with three minutes to go and has the football in his hand and can go down and win the game. Uh, to your point, I feel like there are so many bad offensive lines right now, and the Bears mm-hmm. are one of them. Uh, kind of under the radar since we spend so much time talking about Chase and Burrow and Mixon for the Bengals side. The Bengals' defense had 17 pressures on Kirk Cousins last week. It could be the same thing. All right, Joe O, a game that I love on the board. Pats at Jets. Take it away. All right. 
<laughs> you guys are going to hate me on this one. Oh, boy. Here it uh, goes. Jo- Joe G's on record. He loves the Patriots. Loves Love it. Him. Bill Belichick against a rookie quarterback and Zach Wilson. Uh, Jets failed to move the ball a ton last week. I get it. Got the Makai Becton injury. The left tackle mm-hmm. for the Jets going down. That's going to hurt. Uh, let's not forget that there's a rookie quarterback on the other side, too. Uh, Mac Jones. So we'll see. Uh, Patriots have won their last 10 games at the Jets. The issue with New England last week was in the red zone. They'll get that fixed throughout the season as Mac Jones uh, develops. The look ahead was three and a half. It opened at three and a half. All Patriots support coming in. We're at five and a half. It's too many points for the Patriots on the road. Jets. All right. Let me let me, let me reverse this a little bit, okay? The other side. Is. <laughs> the Jets offensive line gave up six sacks, 11 mm-hmm. pressures on Sunday. They ran for 2.6 yards per carry. They yep. had less than 100 yards at halftime against the Panthers, okay? And I, I know the Panthers might be improved. They might be a decent team. We'll, we'll, we'll probably talk about that game next. And Mekhi Becton's out. How are they – Zach Wilson, I, I don't know if that kid's going to make it through the game. And I, I like the way he throws it. He's, he's, he's pretty impressive. But that offensive line is bad against Bill Belichick and Judon yeah. and, and guys that could get pressure. I know it's a lot of points on the road. And you're right. It's a rookie quarterback on the other side. And one fumble, one missed field goal could cost you in this kind of game, right? With the, with the Patriots are winning by six, and then they don't get the field goal, they don't get the touchdown they should get in late. It could cost you, but, I mean, you also can't take the Jets side. Are you taking the Jets side, I, or would you stay away? I, I, I know this is not going to be a, a Final Five contest, contest play because there's no way I'm going to talk Paul yeah. into it. But, um, yeah, if I'm playing it, I'm taking the Jets. Do I feel great about it? Not really. It, it's moved through... Four isn't dead, but when you're in that five range, like that's a dead number. It wouldn't surprise me once we get to kickoff that this thing uh, keeps going higher. And we're talking about, is it going to touch seven? Oh, I agree. All right, I'm laying the points on this one. I'm with Joe G. Um, Coach Belichick is 21-6 and against rookie QB. Zach Wilson was struggling against the Panthers. Now he's going against one of the best defensive minds in all of football. I think it's going to be tough for Zach Wilson. Mac Jones, I know, I get it. He's a rookie as well. But I think he could have a breakout game. Second game, more comfortable, more confident. Joe is smiling. <laughs> and he you guys are killing me. Defense. I'm, I'm on an island here. Paul's like, that's a la- during the break, that's the last thing that Paul said. He's like, oh, we're going to talk about uh, Jets Patriots. You can't touch the Jets. Like, that's the one thing that we do know. Everybody's against All by yourself. All by yourself yeah. on this one. All right. all right, let's jump to, jump to Saints-Panthers here. Saints-Panthers, next game, I, I love. I really am just, more than I have a strong plan, I do like the, the Panthers plus the points at home. I just am fascinated for this game coming up on Sunday because we're talking about two teams that I didn't think really would be any good. Um, you know, two teams I didn't, I didn't put in the playoffs and think would make the playoffs. One certainly will be flying towards that, that kind of realm after the game on Sunday. One of these teams will be 2-0. We know Paul Aspen as the Panthers 70-1 to to be the last undefeated team. They go to Houston on Thursday night, one. next Thursday. So you that's our that's our game next Thursday night. But I just like Carolina. Their defense got a lot of pressure on, on Zach Wilson, as we just talked about. The other side is banged up. Lattimore out of the game. The, the traveling Saints, at some point, I think that catches up to them here. Division road game. I think it's a close game, and in a close game that I don't have a conviction either side, two quarterbacks that I would still put at the bottom 10 in the NFL, I'll just take the points on on the Panthers. I like their side of it. You aren't wrong about the pressure last week. We love Brian Burns on this show, but that was against the Jets. 
And the, New, New Orleans has one of the better offensive lines in the mm-hmm. game. So that, that's going to be intriguing to watch. Darnold, he didn't mess anything up for the most part, right? Like, that that's what you're looking for yeah. out of Sam Darnold. So uh, Carolina has actually covered in five of their last seven games going back to last year. I know m- most of those without Darnold, just worth noting. And uh, the Saints cover as well. I don't think they're going to go four for four in the red zone again against Carolina. That'd be tough to replicate, but Jameis... I mean, what do you say that's negative? And that Saints defense was terrific. And maybe it's just we're going to look back and say, wow, how did they that happen? How did the Packers have a complete no-show in that game against, uh, against New Orleans with, with everything going on there? But uh, I would lean to Carolina. Uh, the look-ahead was one and a half. They opened at two and a half. It is quite significant. Another one of these games that cut through that key number of three. It went from two and a half to three and a half a few of those kansas city was one um and, and we talked about a, a few others it the line movement wow these markets are a hopping people seem to be betting earlier and earlier i noticed that too a lot of movement early tuesday wednesday this week quick thing no Lattimore. this game could come down to one big play robbie anderson's yeah. the big play guy and he has chemistry from the jets time with our oh, let's throw in the broncos jags is this we we talk about ugly games and, and both sizes is not ugly Joe, I know how bad the Jaguars were. I felt silly that I took them to win the division as I watched that game last week. But they're getting six points at home. The Broncos went east, went back west, going back east. Everyone is talking about Urban leaving. Everyone's talking about how Trevor Lawrence didn't look good compared to the other rookie quarterbacks, especially Mac Jones. I just feel like the number's too big for their home opener. Six points. I I feel the way about this game I think you feel about Jets-Patriots, where – I understand who the better team is. You understand, obviously, we the Patriots are better than the Jets. But the six points, I like the Jaguar side of this. Hmm. There are some dirty dogs here in week two. Yes. There, there are ones that I'm trying to make cases for, but it's very tough to pull the trigger. So beware the overreaction. And we'll have a finalized list on our Friday show. But you're right. This is too much. The look ahead was three. It got out to six and a half. Then we had a... Some pushback there, and now we're sitting at six with a total of 45 and a half. Teddy Bridgewater had the highest quarterback rating and the highest EPA of all the quarterbacks in the National Football League last week against what I'm told is a stout Giants defense. He was remarkable. Uh, the Broncos are beat up too. So we know about the Judy injury, and you also lose Darby in the secondary. So now rookie Patrick Sertan is going to have to start. So he needs to uh, make an impact. I know it's the Jaguars, but he does. Urban burning timeouts, they're tough to back. And they didn't even start to put anything on the board against the Texans until it was uh, garbage time. And defensively, I mean, they were just they were giving up a ton of explosive plays to the Houston Texans. So this scares you a little bit. I mean, the Broncos aren't the most explosive offense out there. They're not looking to be that. But you're right. Six points is too much. It is dog or there are a lot of games this week that are dog or pass to me. Yes. And and yeah, this fits that category. Yeah, I, I think the same thing. And look, I think the Judy injury will will, will hurt the Broncos a little bit. I, I, you know, a good young receiver that was trying to come into his own in his second year. I just also can I fade Teddy a little bit this week in terms of playing that well again? Like Teddy Bridgewater, that might not going to be number one. Yeah, right. That that's yeah. probably the game of his career last week against whatever you want to call it, a decent, pretty good, very good defense and above average Giants defense. I think he comes back to earth. Broncos don't make as many big plays, and we have we have ourselves a game in the fourth quarter. All right, on the other side, let's do a little prop shopping for the NFL for week two. Our favorite early looks at props 
for all the games. That's coming up, Joe G, Joe O, Aaron Hawksworth, BeckQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the BeckQL Network.